Boom. Reactive. Previously on Sean Hotley's The Hardy and Sons podcast. So how many how many semesters did you do the tightroping class? The Tybo? Tightroping, you said. Oh, the tightroping. Yeah, we did tightroping for, I think, two semesters. Does it take special shoes? Uh, no, I think it's actually best if you're barefoot. It's like flossing. And do you turn your nose up at slack liners? Where does where's the jets and sharks between tightrope walkers and slack liners? Uh, or first slacks I, are the slackers. We all know this. Have you slack lined? Of course, I'm a slack liner. And a tight I'm a roper. slacksman and a tightsman. You know this. You're, you're a tight slacksman. <laughs> I'm a tight slacksman. You seen my pants? <laughs> Sean. Yes. Nice. <laughs> That's how I start okay. my episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's cut to the chase. <laughs> yeah. E I, I get right in there with the names. I'm a you namesman. I start yelling out. What is your middle name? Matthew. Oh, I wouldn't have guessed that. Why not? I don't know. It just mm-hmm. wasn't what I was going to guess. Sean Matthew. It's almost like Sean Michaels. Michael would have been cooler. Can we change this? It's actually Sean the Heartbreak Kid. (laughs) Hotly. (laughs) I wonder how many of our episodes start with just me saying, David. David. Yeah. It's how I know we're rolling. (laughs) (laughs) That's the indication. It's like uh, Pavlov's dog. I hear David. I know we're going. Is there a tally light? No. (laughs) He just says David. Just say his name. Now, anytime. So it is actually a problem. Says his name's Donnie. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many times when I'm out in public. I have like PTSD now where someone is talking to me and I just look at them like, oh, they're about to say a rhyme because of this show. I always expect people to end their sentence in a rhyme. When they when they have that like thoughtful cadence where they don't know what they're going to say yet. Yeah. When it's sort of off subject a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Yeah, it's ruining my people, life. Especially if they start with David. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> I've always got my hand like this, like right next to my mouth, even when I don't have a mic. Like I eat Subway sandwiches like this, too. Yeah, it's getting bad. That's cool. Yeah, That's thank you. Cool. Yeah, you're the only person that said it's cool. I thought you were going to say when people are talking, because this happens to me. When people are talking, you think they're about to say a line from one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, I'm always waiting for someone to quote TMNT. Mm. They never do, though. I just did a minute ago. What'd you say? I forgot. It's been a while. No, that's that's not TMNT. That's Creed. Is that Creed? Been a while. No, that's stained. No, that's Creed. Been a while. That's Creed? not Creed. No, that's stained, right? Could be stained. Is it stained? Could be puddle of mud. I don't know. (laughs) Is it Godsman? Cut my life into pieces. (laughs) Godsman, man. We're going back. Yeah, they were in the the soundtrack for, was it The Mummy Returns? I stand alone. Remember that? No. Or maybe it was The Scorpion King. It was in The Scorpion King. Yeah. Scorpio King. I'm sorry. The Scorpion King is the central character of Mummy Returns. It's the whole reason we watch The Mummy Returns is for the king and the PlayStation 2 graphics. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that part of it. Yeah. And Odette Fair. A digital rock. I was that guy for Halloween. Odette Fair? Odette Fair. Odette Fair. He was the the Arabic guy 
So he I've never bird. seen this. You've never seen The We've Mummy Returns? We've talked about this before. I've seen The Mummy <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. Yes. Who is having a renaissance, by the way. Yes, he is. We couldn't be happier about ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. I told you about why he dipped down, right? No. Who? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. I love saying that name. Yeah, just say name. it once. Rob Lowe. It felt good, didn't it? I know it. Yeah, everyone for a second, just stop what you're doing in life. We'll, we'll give you a minute. Rob Lowe. We'll give you a minute. <laughs> say it a couple times. All right, sorry. Brendan Fraser, what's happening? You can say Rob Lowe. And you just said Rob Lowe long. Rob Lowe long? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. It's fine. No. I want to know the story about Brendan said, Fraser. I should have said Rob Lowe because you could say Rob Lowe high. <laughs> yes. There it is. I don't know why I went with long. Yeah. 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 Why do we do the things we do? I don't know. Do? So Rob Lowe was on, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I do not listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. But, but you every listen to now Rob and then, for some reason, and it could be because I watch a lot of Tommy Boy like behind the scenes on YouTube mm -hmm. every now and then, or like David Spade telling stories about Tommy Boy or Chris Farley. So I guess it got in my algorithm. And it was Rob Lowe talking about Brendan Fraser. And it was when Rob Lowe hosted SNL. And for some reason, Brendan was there and he was promoting the movie Bedazzled. <laughs> with Elizabeth Hurley? <laughs> yeah, with Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, God will give 110% from 2004 or five. I don't know. I saw it in theaters. And he's giving his ending talk, you know, like the credits roll and Rob Lowe's like saying, thank you, this person. Thank you, this yeah. guy. And apparently Brendan Fraser just comes on stage and just starts going, bedazzled <laughs> he's just screaming bedazzled non-stop and uh yeah it became an issue and everyone was like the hubris on this man and so then he wasn't in movies for a long time yeah and bedazzle flopped which and is a shame which is it's a great movie i never saw it it's really funny okay yeah i liked it well, I do you like it, it enough to sh to shout about it <laughs> i just did <laughs> told this whole story <laughs> Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bedazzled. <laughs> see, see it in theaters 20 years ago. <laughs> I'm upset that Bedazzled has a Blu-ray release and movies like Beverly Hills Ninja do not. Or The Three Ninjas. How'd this happen? Where'd Bedazzled just like slip through? Where they're just like, you know what people want? Brendan Fraser's Bedazzled. See, but what I wonder is why, why does that matter? Bedazzled? No, Blu-ray. Like, oh, because I want a good transfer of Beverly Hills Ninja. Right. Because there's, you know, good, like, the, the footage, there's fighting, there's excitement. Yeah. You know? But Bedazzled, why does that need <laughs> oh, a Blu-ray yeah, release? That, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. They do the dumbest movies. Trust me, I know. Look at my Blu-ray collection. I own them all. Like, yes, if, I own if Bedazzled. If they came back and said, like, do you want to see Turtles in 8K? Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But if yeah. they came back and like, do you want to see Gilbert Grape in 8K? Like, no. Oh, that doesn't add anything. No. It doesn't add anything for me. Okay, the, the grape ain't going to get fresher. No, not with 8K. What, Pleasantville? Was that the other yeah. Brendan Fraser film? Yeah. Did you say it. Brendan Fraser film? Wasn't he in that? Yeah. He plays Tobey Maguire. I thought Brendan Fraser's in. Is he? In Pleasant? I can't tell if you're doing a riff. I'm not. I'm not. Is he it Toby McGuire? I don't know. He's in some of those blasts from the past. <laughs> 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 
Blast from the Past. I see how you got that. Is that a up. film? Is Blast yes. from the Past a film? It is is Brendan Blu-ray. Fraser in it? <laughs> <laughs> they released Blast from the Past on Blu-ray. How do you know the Blu-ray? Re- Does Blu-ray pick the films? I don't know. I have no. I guess the like, studio. Like you get a who. digest that's like these are the Blu-ray yeah. films this month. Yeah. Okay. Blu-ray.com. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so something like so that. there's a forum that lets me know what's coming out. Gotcha. Yeah. And I Blast from the Past is actually I think it's out of print now, so I think it's selling for pretty high. See, I I was imagining a world where like you're just googling films, and be like, <laughs> oh, that one is available <laughs> on Blu-ray. Blast from the Past. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just every morning, you've got Google alerts set up for Blast from the Past. I've got. Blu-ray. I'm supposed to get notified for Beverly Hills Ninja because it's like on the forum that it might get released. So. Whenever it's announced, I get emailed. And there's like, I think, 60 films right now that I'm waiting to get released. Surf Ninjas, The Three Ninjas, all of them. And I th- what is that? Oh, I think Encino Man. Great it's film. either Encino Man or Son-in-Law. Maybe Encino Man is out and Son-in-Law isn't. Jury Duty is on Blu-ray, though. Is Encino Man Brendan Fraser? Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. So yeah. There's a and Sean Astin and Polly Shore. Wow. Yeah. Dude, Brendan Fraser was awesome. Yeah. And, and apparently then he did bedazzled. Apparently pretty pretty nice in his return, from what I hear, his renaissance. Oh. I actually haven't paid much attention to the renaissance. He did the Doom Patrol, right? I think that so. That show? And he's in uh, No Sudden Move. What is the, that? Uh, it's a Soderbergh. Oh. Flick with, a, uh, with Benicio Del Toro. I love him. Oh! That one? Yeah. I think Brendan Fraser's in that. <laughs> a little burp. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, it came just out. It I, I blew it to the left, though, just so you know. Thank you. I did a quick... There's a fire between <laughs> us. I figure that will incinerate <laughs> most of the, the COVID and burps. Oh, okay. I thought you meant my burp was going to cause this giant flame, like my mouth is in air. <laughs> no. Salt can. No, I not. drink a lot of gas. You ever seen the movie Love, Liza with Philip no. Seymour Hoffman? No. No. Okay. He sniffs gas in it. I've been doing the same thing. I lived under power lines as a kid, too. So there's a a college humor video called, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman's or something, and it's, oh, like, no. three different people all doing their impression. Of, yeah, like, one is a sound <laughs> guy, like, after his character in Boogie Nights. One is whatever. Awesome. But then at the end of it, there's, like, this, oh, I huff gasoline. And I never understood. There it is. I never understood what that joke like if they were just like riffing on like that's something one of his characters would do. But yeah. no, it's a. Uh, I'm it's glad an I could. Thing. How long has this been on your mind? Twelve years. Twelve years. Yeah, that's what I do. It's good. That's what I do. It's very that's good. That's why I'm a detective. I'm, send you I'm that. a slow burn. Yeah, I really want to watch. That, yeah, it's actually. good. It's very good. Because <laughs> Hoffman, like that's all we used to impersonate when Mission Impossible Three came out, and he's like, "Oh, do you have a wife? Oh, I'm gonna hurt her." <laughs> so we used to always say that. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like this video. <laughs> oh. and then he did Capote. What a chapter! Yes, finally. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's still pretty bad. Yeah, it's one of the more happened that was bad than in the last one. We have uh, <sighs> the last one was called Dumb Boys Overhear a Conversation. <laughs> This one is called Dumb Boys Watch a Fight. <laughs> so and, and make still poor bad, judgments. Still bad, but better. Yeah. It was a little better. We got a lot of the information that I didn't care about, like, kind of out in the open now. It's still not cleared up. But it's like, okay, by next chapter, it's cleared up. 
this is wrapping up this storyline that I don't care about. Yeah, unless unless the next chapter is like the boys endure a simple diversion. <laughs> like the compass is missing, then they find it again. It's another pack rat. I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely going to happen. Uh, when we last left them, the boys had just burst into Hank Shale's cabin to find it empty. They were coming to warn their father that he was going to be murdered. Yeah, lights uh, are off. Dad is missing. Dark. Dad's gone. So how long will we keep this tension going? Of, <laughs> of, it's a leading is question. Is Fenton Hardy okay? Yeah. Is you know how long is it going to be suspense. days before they see him again? Yeah. We don't know. Let's see. Is here. He dead. Uh, we're too late. Oh, no. Frank muttered You're in close, a choking though. voice. You're close. What? Chapter. Oh, I'm so sorry, yeah, David. Yeah, David. jump in the gun. I'm so sorry. You slipped the gun. Oh, we. <laughs> I edited this out. That wasn't in there. Which brings us to <laughs> chapter 13, a, a fight, fight in the in dark. The dark. Uh, I was glad you went low and ominous with that one, too. Thank you. The dark. Thank you. All right, the, the dark. We're too late, Frank muttered in a choking voice. What is a choking voice? I think it's that. Think yeah. It's- Joe's been smoking, or Frank, I'm sorry, Frank's been Thank smoking you. too many camels. And not the cigarettes. This yeah, actual camels. Rolling up and camels. that'll that'll torch your lungs. Yeah, man. you ever smoked hair? Camel hair in your lungs. <laughs> That's bad news. Max is gonna live in a tauntaun. Uh, Joe was too. I was about to make that joke. Were you really? I was right there. I was right there, and I let it go. Oh my god! Joe was too stunned to speak. The killer must have arrived before them. But where had the victims been taken? Also, the killer didn't really kill anyone. He really called him a killer. Well, at this point, kind of like an attempted no. Murderer. At this point, they think because uh, Slipgum was coming to murder, yeah, Fenton Hardy. There's no proof that Fenton's dead, right? But he's not there, and so they're, I guess, by Slipgum agreeing to take care, he's admitting that he's a murderer. Right. So you could you could call him a killer. I'm not I'm not pinging on I'm that. I'm just saying the glove don't fit. You can't acquit. No, I'm sorry. You do acquit. <laughs> I don't know much about the OJ trial. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me neither. I think I was in fifth grade. <laughs> Why do I feel like you handled O.J. Simpson's Twitter account during the O.J. trial? Uh, <laughs> even that Twitter wasn't even we out yet. Dabbled. <laughs> we were archiving 140 character or less sentences <laughs> yeah. for later use. Uh, the next instant, the Hardys. Stiffened in suspense, someone was slipping quietly into the cabin through the half-open front door. That, that you, boys? you boys? It was Hank Shale. It was Hank Shale. Yeah, everyone's best friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> the boys said. I'm trying no. to think of a cool one-liner for Sh- Hank Shale. Well, you keep doing that, and maybe. Oh, I got it. We'll get- oh yeah, go you ahead. Here, watch Blues Clues. Uh, yes. Shale time, shale time, shale time. Here's the shale. He never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail and whinny. Something I want to squail. Shale. You don't know that? No. Mail time. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, kidding. I did the shale time. It's fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. I did blizz clues. Stop. Hammer time. Shale time. Oh, okay. Ah. That you boys? It's <laughs> Hank Shale. What happened to dad? Don't worry. He's safe. Hank Shale said on the first page of the chapter. (laughs) 
Uh, don't worry, your pa's safe, the Westerner assured them. Just finished moving him to Ben Tinker's place. Oh, okay. He's tinkering to Tinker's. Ooh. He's been there, tinkered that. <laughs> oh. Uh, a wave. a wave of relief. I love that. The wave of relief? The wave of relief. <laughs> yeah. Because in my mind, they went like this. And they waved it in front it's of them, like making like a, a, a rainbow. That's good. With their hands. And Joe said, I admit the wisdom of your words. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. I, I'm just I, waving. I admit the wisdom <laughs> of your words wave. Joe, please. Please. <laughs> Did you know he was in danger? Frank asked. By the way, by saying the Westerner assured them, they just once again reminded us, like, oh, we're going to throw some dumb, <laughs> twangy dialogue in here for you. I'm setting them up. Yeah. I'm going to knock them all down, too. Did you know he was in danger? We figured so. After I told him how much Big Al's men tried to get you lads, uh, your pa had a hunch that Still the gang does, might come after like Larry Green. <laughs> <laughs> His hunch was on the right. His hunch was right, Joe said. Big Al's spy was ordered to kill Dad tonight. <laughs> Hank gave a low whistle. I hate this so much. I know. That's why I'm giving it to you. By Jingo. <laughs> By Jingo. Then he took cover just in time. Jingo. <laughs> <laughs> By Jingo. That's not even a phrase that people say, right? No. Jingo? If you're someone who's never left the East Coast, you're writing for a syndicated publisher, yeah. and you were you were told, like, hey, write something Westerners would say, <laughs> then it is something <laughs> that you say, but then and only then is it something. By Jingo. By Jingo. That's a shirt there. Yeah. So, uh, so like they're like, hey, let's uh, we're gonna wait here since the killer didn't come yet. We'll wait here. Yeah. And catch the killer. Yeah. And then Hank is like, now hold on. If this feller is coming to kill your pa, he'll be armed. It'd be plumb foolish to try taking him on alone. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Hale. You finally need some adulting here. Right. But I feel like the boys would be like, oh, well, this has been our plan in the mountains. Like where no one could even hear us scream. We were just going (laughs) to unarmed try to capture. (laughs) We were going to try to capture an entire gang of armed people (laughs) who have tried to murder us and we've heard them talking about how happy they were that they did murder us yeah um, and our plan was to to catch them <laughs> to catch them somehow uh, plum foolish is a uh, good way to describe that yes that is very plum foolish then we'll wait outside and just see who he is frank promised hastily the arrests can be handled later they really want to know who slip gun is yeah. They're dying to find this out. They didn't out. hear any noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were no single words that gave away the identity. <laughs> I don't know how much you have here, but uh nothing. They they decide to stake them out. Uh so they're they're hiding where they can see the front door. Uh and then uh the boys could barely discern the figure of a man moving silently. He tried the door cautiously, then slipped inside. Which they used slip a few times coming up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know Slip Gun. We know it's going to be Slip Gun. Yeah. This is just or the Franklin man leading us. Gun. Oh, yeah. Like saying it's Slip. Um, so I, I guess we sort of have to give this some some attention here. So somebody's poking around. They've got a flashlight. And then uh, a second figure suddenly loomed in the darkness near the cabin. 
the newcomer halted for an instant, then moved swiftly toward the door and went inside. Joe gasped. Two of them. (laughs) So one person walked in, then a second person approached and also went in. Uh, A second later came the muffled outburst. We got the muffler again. (laughs) Muffled outburst of voices, then a sharp (laughs) cry, confused noises, then a crash. They're fighting. Frank sprang up. Come on. That second person must have surprised the killer. He may need help. Now, this right here is such a classic bad detective move. Yeah. Two people showed up in the dark to a cabin one moments before another. Yeah. And for both of them, both of these boys to be like, hey, first one's the killer. I wonder what the second guy's up to. (laughs) I wonder if he'll surprise the, because the first guy's killer. We know that. Yeah. (laughs) But this other person, exact same MO, 30 seconds later. He's probably cool. I wonder I wonder what he's going to do to the killer. Hey, Joe. You're a bad detective, right? Yeah. Um so some dumb oh stuff happens and they uh they head inside a minute later. They push the door open. Well, the door is not budging. Yeah. They're trying to get the door open. But it ain't going. No, because. Because. Old Burke. (laughs) Old Burke's leaning up against the door. He got knocked out. And he's there just yelling, wait. Like, wait a minute. Don't open this door. Which makes Frank stiffen up so he can blast in the door like a battering ram. (laughs) Which is hysterical to me. Ow, shouted the voice. (laughs) You shattered a door on top of me. Uh, My man's a tank. He's getting through. So uh, they find that it's uh, Burke, the storekeeper. Uh, Never mind me. Get him. He went through the back window. And uh, so they they go. Joe gives chase. And then they're like, hey, this guy's armed. And I know that every other time we have pursued armed people while we are unarmed. But this time, nah. (laughs) It's not safe this time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so they come back and and they they're about to sit down, have a conversation with Burke, who's going to reveal the identity of the other person. Yes, but I think this is a good time Ooh. to take a quick break, and we'll come back yeah. with the identity of oh the my killer. God. This is our own cliffhanger. Burke probably went in to stop the killer because Burke came in second, maybe. Yes, we'll find out. Yeah, after the break, bedazzled after this. Probably add about dentists. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the boys took a break. There's a guy who has a a voice that's difficult to understand, sort of a lispy, high, broken English sort of nonsense. And yeah. He walks into this pet store. And he's <laughs> like, Mr. <laughs> Do you sell birds? What? Do you tell Burke? <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you tell birds? Oh, do we sell birds? Yes. <laughs> guy buys a bird. Uh, guy comes back a couple days later. Mister, you tell Burke. It's like what? He's like you tell Burke. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. Guy leaves, comes back a couple days later. 
Men för. Dude, I, I cannot understand you. You sound perfect. Nothing. <laughs> Comes back two weeks later. Mr. <laughs> you stuff birds. Like, do we do we stuff birds? <laughs> do you stuff birds? Like, yeah, we stuff birds. Just stuff this one up your ass instead. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you find these? Ah, uh, <laughs> that is a, that is a an Alan Hotley classic from the father's <laughs> vintage cellar. Uh, I don't know if it, if I told it well enough, but he bought a bird and then he was asking for bird seed. Yeah, and then after not getting any bird seed for about a month, <laughs> died. Yeah, died. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, I got it. Yeah, that's the director's commentary <laughs> on on the birds. The bad scene. thing is, like, the audience didn't get to like witness this fully because when you do the impersonation, you also do this great thing with your face. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in character. <laughs> I can't I've, do it. I've, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've thought a lot about that joke and tried to get it to a place where I'm comfortable with that sort of voice. Yeah. Because like I, I've heard not not just that joke, but like similar jokes told where it's like a stutter. And I don't want to tell a joke where like the punchline is making fun of a a, a speech impediment that someone yeah. may have or like a bad lisp or something like that. So I try to make it just some sort of odd, thick <laughs> accent. I don't know if it was like Cajun or it's I mean it's not Cajun because this isn't a joke about Cajun people and the way that they talk. <laughs> Um, it's it's about it's about this person who's a good person. Yeah, just wants to have a bird. Yeah, it's being respectful. Exactly, Call just from Louisiana. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get it. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, I wish we had a joke like that every show. I wish we did too. Yeah, you but gotta I keep like getting quickly. Them. Yeah, I think it's it's the kind of thing where. When we've got one, it's a special thing. Yeah. But we, if we got to a point, like the rhymes. The, the rhymes, rhymes at the end of the episode, it's a chore. Yeah. It's a chore. They don't measure up. It's it's a, it's just not special. We don't have the fire for it. And I think if we if we committed ourselves to this joke. I'm glad you, you mentioned the rhyme thing now. Because now I'm thinking about the rest of this episode. That's all I'm going to think about. Is your rhyme? Is what rhymes with 14. Yeah. I've been thinking about it for weeks. Man. Yeah. I've got it already. Last now night, can I remember? Last night woke up in a cold sweat. Just <laughs> <laughs> Nothing rhymes with 13. More uh. cream. More cream. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I went with Bert Dream. So <laughs> you can see not only did I wake up, but I didn't get good sleep after that. <laughs> but you got a really tasty coffee. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, because you yeah. happen to just always sleep at Starbucks. Yeah, I've been making uh, – there's a, a, I know you don't drink coffee. Yeah. But you might appreciate this. I, I got coffee from a uh, company called Cometeer. Okay, I like that name. It's like Comet, but – It's a crying comet. Yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, the tail of the comet. Like crocodile is a tear. Tears, Comet Tears. Oh, I love that. That's a great song. Thank you. And uh, Comet was also the dog on Full House. So it could be that dog crying. That's true. Yeah. 
uh, or it could be Comet Ears. And Ooh, it could be the, okay. not tears, but ears. Yeah, and you know, Comet Ears, also Comet Hears with their mm-hmm. ears. What? <laughs> hey, there he goes. But it's a, it's a, uh, these little, like, they're aluminum, so they're recyclable. Yeah. It's not plastic or anything. And it's got Yeah, I'm sorry. Hold on. I can't stop thinking of rhymes. Comet yeah. cheers. <laughs> just you got me. Comet smears. About waffles. Just get them all out. <laughs> waffles, waffles, waffles. Grandma's French toast. French toast. Got it. Done. No more rhymes. They've Great. got something. I can focus now. It's a frozen plug of concentrated coffee. I can't get over it. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Go on. It's just a frozen plug of coffee, like a little ice cube of coffee that you pour water Lears. on it turns into a cup of coffee. And I just, it tastes like normal coffee. I wouldn't yeah. tell the difference. It's just Lears. fascinating to me. <laughs> so, Burke, speaking of a cup of Joe, <laughs> Joe Hardy is in this cabin with Burke, the store owner. I don't know that we. I don't know if we got Burke's like first name or if it's just been Burke. I think it's just been Burke. Like right? it could have been like John Burke or Mike Burke or something. Yeah. Uh, Mike Burke was the guy who taught me saxophone. Uh, oh, really? Ryan Burke was a kid I went to school with. I wonder if they're related. He stopped going to my school in eighth grade. I didn't I'll miss him, him once. I'll ask him. There's another guy named John Bossler, and he also stopped going, and they were close friends. And I was like, man, I really wish Burke would have left and Bossler would have stayed, but it didn't happen that way. He loved Bosco sticks. Who would have thought? Bossler like Bosco? Yeah. Or Burke Bossler like Bosco? Bossler like Bosco. <laughs> <laughs> Burke didn't. Burke, but Burke wore Birkenstocks, which I loved. And and Bossler wore Bossernstocks. <laughs> hey, to the listeners, thanks for giving this episode a try. <laughs> we appreciate it. Lost uh, them with you didn't have to do Bossler it. Bossler stocks, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, it's been a good run. There are other podcasts. Just go to uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find our podcast there, but so many others. <laughs> and and one of those other ones you might enjoy more. <laughs> so, after uh, giving up on chasing the person out through the woods, uh, they come back and they start to hear Burke's story. Sneers. Uh it <laughs> sneers. <laughs> Uh, what happened? Well, I came in here to see you boys or your dad, Burke replied. Instead, I discovered Bob Dodge nosing Ooh. around with a flashlight. Old Bob Doge himself. <laughs> Doge? <laughs> Frank and Joe exclaimed together. You heard me. The storekeeper snapped. He rubbed his cheek gingerly. I don't know why that's added. Because he got socked in the face. He's rubbing his bruise. Is that what you do to bruises? Well, maybe. That's <laughs> right. I mean, you'd rub it gingerly. <laughs> I accused him of being a crook, and he slugged me with his flashlight. Then we started fighting. I would, say, I would say the fighting started when he slugged you. With, it's not, it's <laughs> yeah. not flashlight slug, then we started. Like, the flashlight slug is the fight. Yeah, that and was it the sounds instigation. Like, it sounds like the whole fight. <laughs> you got hit in the face with a flashlight and You're you fell out. against the door. Yeah. <laughs> fight start, that's when it started and ended, coincidentally. Knocked out, yeah. It Lights was like being out. hit by a Doge truck. Nice. Yeah, thank a you. Doge Ram. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Doge knocked me down against the door, and before I could get up, he screamed. Screamed? Screamed. Listen to me. Scrambled eggs. 
Uh, if Dodge had the flashlight, how could you see who he was? Good question. I couldn't at first, Burke explained. I called out, who are you? And he said, Bob Dodge, the <laughs> crook. It's me, Bob Dodge. I hit you with the flashlight. And then he turned it on upside down and said, do you like spooky stories? <laughs> with his underlit light is what I'm going for. Uh, as my son goes to sleep, yeah. the neighbors have a similar age child. We should probably start to keep it. Yeah, a little. A little oh, I'm quiet. getting riled. We're recording in 32 floats, so we can bring it back. Ooh. We can bring it back up and post. Yeah, there we go. So everything's a uh, large whisper. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, uh, who are you? Who's there? Uh, and then he said, "I recognized your voice. Don't try to kid me, Dodge. You're in with that gang, Mister Hardy's after." And then he conked me with a flashlight. Wow. Okay. So, that sounds convincing. I yeah, would believe that story. Yeah, no holes in that. Yeah. Uh, provable. Yeah. Every level. He's got the mark. Above reproach. Yes. It's good stuff. Uh, what made you suspect Dodge is in a league with Big Al's gang, Frank questioned. Because I suddenly remembered him buying some red paint soon after your dad first came to Lucky Load. You it- didn't remember this when we were... Asking you straight up about it and talking about the rock that went through Angel's cabin? It slipped my mind. I forgot. The <laughs> four people in this town that buy things. <laughs> one of them, and the other one bought a bunch of magazine letter clippings. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. Oh, my, and also just, he bought red paint <laughs> and this big rock that I was <laughs> selling. <laughs> I watched him push it to the top of the hill. <laughs> we were having a sale on rocks that week. He kept asking for a certain brush. He was like, is there something that works really good on rock? On, on, on this rock, rock I'm buying. <laughs> okay, so it slipped. Wink, wink. Slipped. Oh, classic. Slips. I told it's you, he keeps using slips. Slipped my mind. It slipped Just my like boys when you asked gun. me. Whoopsies. By jangle or jingle or what is it? By jangle? By jingo. By jingo, that's it, yeah. It, it, what's the restaurant? Isn't there a place called Bojangles? Bojangles. Bojangles, yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe Good. that's that's East Coast. We went on one of the Paradowski shoots, and I remember Tony was so excited about this place called Bojangles. Bojangles is good Because stuff. they're biscuits. Yep. Wow. And, what a biscuit. And I believe- And they got good hibiscus. When the UNC Tar Heels- What is that? Football? Uh, basketball. <gasps> well, it's also football, but when the yeah. basketball team scores, I believe, more than 100 points in a game, oh free biscuits at Bojangles. Are you serious? I believe- Didn't we have something like that with the Cardinals where, like- Taco Bell gives away a taco or something? Uh, it was 30 cent tacos if the Blues scored five points. That's what, you would know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. my man. Yes, Is that I still remember. going on? I can't imagine. Yeah, but that's maybe. upsetting. Yeah. I think I Jack, the did blues. Jack in the Box do something with Cardinals maybe? Or I uh, guess it was just the Blues and the yeah, tacos. I yeah. I mean, there's Big Mac land. That's what at it the was. the stadium where like, if a home run gets hit into Big Mac land, it's like dollar Big Mac. That's why we like Mark McGuire. He made us all fat. Yeah, that's the only reason we liked it. Fat and steroids. Listen, steroids—they get you Big Macs. Mm-hmm. You're winning. You're hitting home runs. It's and a win-win. It's I a win-win. Steroids, yeah. Steroids and the Big Mac. It's the dominant strategy. Steroids. You'd be a fool. You'd be a fool to exactly. pass that up. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, uh, so they're like, well, why would uh, 
uh, oh, so sorry. So this would explain why he fled. If uh, if Bob Dodge is the guy that fled and he's in the gang, that's a good reason to flee. Mm. Um, or taken off in his copter. Mm. Bob Dodge is a helicopter pilot. Yeah. Okay. Throw and, that uh, one at us. Yeah. So uh, I'll go see if it's still where he landed it. And my thought is, this just happened two seconds ago. <laughs> You'd hear it. You'd hear a helicopter right now. That's how sound works. That's you're how in a mountain too. So you're just surrounded by reverb. You're in an acoustic chamber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're at an outdoor amphitheater. No, the snow is like a and sound the helicopter's blanket. Helicopters on stage. It deadens it. It deadens it. <laughs> Trust the, me. I, I read this timbers, book on snow and helicopters. The timbers affect the resonance. <laughs> Uh, quick aside, uh, we were talking about Apple TV Plus programs worth yes. watching, and I, I think it's called Watch the Sound or See the Sound. It's Mark Ronson, a, a music producer who did like oh. Uptown Funk, if you know the song. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's the guy that made that song. Um, and it's like six episodes diving into some different, like the science of sound, like reverb is an episode, uh, distortions oh, an episode, and okay. they like, I like interviews this. like Paul McCartney and Dave Grohl and like some some heavy hitters, yeah, and talks about like the origin of these things and how they create stuff. And does like, he talk about Link Ray on the distortion episode? Uh, who's Link Ray? Oh, maybe you're gonna like Link Ray. Okay, yeah, he he was grunge baby. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Dun, I don't remember. Dun, dun, dun. Never heard that. I mean, Rumble? I just did. It was banned from the radio. Oh yeah, yeah. It, no, no. This is a big storyline in that. Okay, yeah. yeah I knew they were talking about Link, right? Yeah, yeah. Classic. You know how we got his distortion? Uh, I Cause, thought cause his amp was just broken or something. He cut holes in his speaker cone. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 That's that's, that's punk rock. That was what in the fifties? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Uh. This episode is brought to you by Macintosh. <laughs> by Apple TV Plus <laughs> and dentists. <laughs> I should have went with Windows. God. So uh So they, they go, he's like, I'm gonna go look for the copter. Uh you'd better stay here and help Burke back to the store. Mm. Wink, wink, because we don't trust him, Joe. Wink, wink. And so uh Joe accompanies him back to the store. Franco's and Jack's, um, and a few times, Burke is like, I, I, I think I'll be okay. You don't need to help me. And they're like, No, no, no. We'll help you. It's fine. Yeah. And he tries to get up, but he does fall. Yeah. And he's like, Okay, you, d- you had better help me. So I was like, If he's guilty, mm-hmm. if he's lying about this whole thing, and he's just trying to make a quick getaway or go catch, catch Bob Doge before Bob Doge, you know, pulls the same thing on, uh, on him. Yeah. And, like runs and finds Fenton Hardy, and he's like, Hey. Burke's lying. He's going to kill your kids. Yeah. Um, they, they decided we'll just trail him. Make sure he gets to the store. So they do. He gets to the store. They wait until the light turns off, which I wonder how long that would take. I because would say if I was, it's, it's got to be a fair amount of time. And in that time, like you're sitting in the dark, there's a lot of fear going on. So you just got this comet fear. And it's just. Yeah, dude. <laughs> let it go. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. Won't I stop. can't. But he uh, like. If you got punched in the face with a flashlight, Clear. you've got like a bruise, maybe some bleeding, <laughs> and then you get walked back to your house. Yeah. You're going to like wash your face off. Yeah. You're going to like settle down, maybe look Eat at a mirror, page make for sure. a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then turn the light off and go to bed. And so I have to imagine Joe's camped out here for like three hours waiting for, for old Burke to settle down. But he does. And then Joe makes his way over to Ben Tinker's where he finds Hank Shale and Fenton Hardy. Yeah. And then a minute later, Frank shows up. Yeah. And, and through the back like, entrance to the rear. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, is that another comet rear? Yeah. David, you've got a problem, man. you got to stop. Your rhyme at the end of this episode better be amazing for how much time you've spent rhyming. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, raise your expectations. Uh, okay. So, yeah, he comes in. He comes in. So Frank comes in. He's like, the helicopter's still there. So Bob Doge didn't just take off in the helicopter. Um, and so with with uh, <laughs> Hank Shale and Fenton Hardy, they start diving through the possibilities of, well, here's what Burke told us. Yeah. And so maybe Bob Dodge is guilty. And then they're like, wait a second. What if Burke's lying? And Burke's guilty and Bob Dodge is innocent, but why did he yes. run then? Yes. So a lot of uncertainty. They don't know who it is. They spend yes. a page and a half <laughs> walking through every possibility. Which is funny because there's a line where they even say, and this is from Frank, so I'll set it up. Thank you. Yes, and he may have spotted the blue signal light and gone to investigate just as we did as they're trying to figure out if, yeah, was Bob Dodge is innocent. Yeah, yeah, if he's innocent or not, because he had the burrs on his pants. Why was he up there? What was going on? Maybe he saw that. Frank goes, right. So maybe Dodge suspected all along that Burke was the man who met Slim, but he didn't want to jump to conclusions. Boys, that's what you do nonstop. Yeah. I don't feel like they have the right this should to be called say that. Book five, Hardy Boys, Jump Jumping to, to conclusions. conclusions. Yeah. <laughs> it made me so angry. I was furious reading that. Uh, and, and you were right to be. Thank you. Um, I did enjoy, there was like, wait, did you get the flashlight? We could brush the flashlight for, <laughs> for Prince. For Prince. Uh, and, he's, and Joe agreed, ah, we should have checked on that right away. Yeah. Was the flashlight there, because Bob Doge might have taken it and ran. Burke might have hidden it in his coat on the way back to the shop. Uh, also. Could be anybody. Again, you don't have computers. You don't have a database. What is this fingerprint going to do? You can get both of them there and match the fingerprint to them. But all that does is tell you who was there first because they had the flashlight. And it could have been an innocent person Very that true. was there trying to warn somebody and then they get jumped by the murderer. Or it's the person who just picked up the flashlight, Frank. And now Frank thinks he's the killer. Oh, my God. Yeah. The calls are coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> so this chapter ends with... Uh, we need some way to test Burke's innocence or guilt. Ooh. And I can just picture Frank being like, I'll take care of this. And like going all flirt <laughs> going all flirtatious to bring like so have you ever like tried to murder my dad? <laughs> oh my god, this one time I was so hungry I almost stole a pizza. Have you ever tried to murder my dad? I'll get it out of him, guys. <laughs> I would love to see the Hardy Boys interrogate someone. Truth or dare. Either <laughs> you have to kiss that tree or tell me if you tried to murder my dad. That tree right there? Yeah. I tried to murder your dad. <laughs> and I'm it not going to kiss tree a and tree. And it's Joe in a tree costume. <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? I was going to dust them for fingerprints while I kissed you. <laughs> and he just the flashlight. barking like a dog for some reason. Because he, th he heard that trees have bark, and he thought it meant trees bark. Had his ear to the ground listening for the bark. <laughs> By the way, Burke's fingerprints are going to be on everything in town because he owns the store. And yeah. when you buy something, Burke is going to hand it to you. Yeah. 
Like, oh, we we found the crook. It's Burke. His fingerprints are all over it. <laughs> yeah. His fingerprints are probably on from? the red paint. Burks. <laughs> yeah. I bet his fingerprints are on the red paint. And then he was like, I did sell it. That's why my fingerprints are on it because it's going to come up and he's going to look guilty. Dude, Cracked the case. Ultimate all, the ultimate alibi is you work at the only place that sells things. Of course your fingerprints are on it. And that's why they call him the big alibi. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying to think of a pun for Burke now. You, listeners, you don't have what we have. <laughs> you, you're not that's as good you as us. That's why you listen and you don't do. You're not as good as us. <laughs> that's why you don't have your own podcast about the Hardy Boys book series. Because you, know you don't know a, what we know. You don't have what we really have. It would really hurt if someone started another Hardy Boys podcast that listened Wildly to us because popular. of this. And yeah, they just blew up. Chip on their shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brett and Keith. It's Brett and Keith. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. Co-hosting and yeah. blowing us out of the water. <laughs> Thoughtful analysis. Yeah. Deep dive. And they... They only do one page per episode. They have that much content. <laughs> they just pick up on everything. It's so thoughtful. And it's a three-hour-long episode. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so how are we gonna get? Uh, uh, how are we gonna set the trap for Burke? <laughs> Easy, by using the best possible bait, the gold, and, and ourselves. ourselves. Classic Hardy Boys bait as horses. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> this book, man. I'm normally so excited. Yeah. And they've written this one so poorly. We're like, we got a whole bunch of things resolved by the confessions that Slim and Slipgun were making outside of the cave about like the mm -hmm. cave in and like, oh, they even fell for the crowbar trick instead of waiting for that to be like, actually, we did plant a crowbar thing and we find out about that in chapter 19 or 20. Yeah. No, they've just, they've just written this one very poorly. Yeah. Normally I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, I wonder what's going to happen next. And it, I feel like they're going to set some dumb trap for Burke and he's going to uh, just confess. And they're going to find out that their assumptions were wrong, that Burke is the bad guy. Bob Dodge is the good guy. Bart Dawson lives. Yeah. Mike Onslow is going to get his loot. And the Hardys are going to shoot someone in the leg again. <laughs> I mean, the only thing to ask you right now. <laughs> Is that, if, what is <laughs> what is the only thing to ask me right now, David? If Princess Deanna's mom had a cold, would she have or be? Uh, if Princess <laughs> Diana's mom had a cold, would she be a sniff queen? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> You have to say it. I'm not. Do I follow it up? Oh, yeah. I guess we find out in chapter 15. Hmm. You know what's bad? I thought I was in 14. So this entire time I've been making up rhymes for 14. And I realized, oh, wait, Sean just did 14. I'm on 15. I just made that one up. No, I did 13 because I did Bert. What chapter are we going to next? We just finished 13. 14 is next. And you wasted a great one. <laughs> Just an oh absolute God. banger what for 15. What have I done? Uh, okay, yeah, go back to the original one. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, David. <laughs> I swear, Franklin keeps writing like this. <laughs> I'm going to be a snore queen. 
when we get it's to still queen. <laughs> it's still queen. <laughs> oh. All right. It's always queen. Thanks for giving the podcast a try again. You can Google <laughs> podcast and maybe find something that you'll enjoy more. Uh, and with that, the boys, that's, ended, the boys ended the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the boys ended their ambitions. <laughs> that was original content from Boom Reactive.